Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. We are hour number two on a Tuesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. One Bills Live is the program, and we're pleased to be joined now to talk some Jets with us. Former Bills defensive tackle, 10-year NFL veteran, co-host of I Am Athlete Tonight and studio analyst for CBS Sports. It is one Leger Doosable joining us on the line to talk some Jets. Leger, how we doing? Chris, Taz, how you guys doing, man? It's good to talk to you guys. Good, good to have you on. Thanks for coming and spending some time with us. What's the vibe in New York with, about the Mike White thing, how it's going, how he played last week? Uh, give us a little synopsis of how the Jets look. I mean, if, if you look at his teammates and how they've embraced Mike White, right? I mean, all you have to see is almost every Jet player had a Mike White shirt on heading to Minnesota. That's how they've embraced this young man. He's a true leader, a, a calming presence in the huddle um you heard garrett wilson speak about that after the game right he's just cool calm and collective and when your your star rookie receiver comes out and says you know i'd go to war with that guy any anywhere you know that kind of lets you know how they feel about mike white he's a guy that actually processes really well fellas and he has just a big enough arm and he knows how to run the michael lafleur offense he's not trying to be superman out there he's going to take what the defense gives him and again this is a big opportunity for him this sunday versus the bills because he gets to kind of wrestle some of them demons from last year when the bills took the ball away from him four times yeah right um what what do we make of the Zach Wilson situation. I mean, it's it's not like he gets demoted to backup. He's inactive, and Robert yeah. Salas said he will be again this week. I know he also said they haven't closed the book on Zach Wilson as a New York Jet, but this has got to be <laughs> far from ideal uh, for Zach Wilson <laughs> yeah. and for the organization long-term at the position, right? Yeah, it's, it's a tough situation, right, Chris, because you talk about being the number two overall pick in 21, right? That's a high draft pick. And usually guys like that get two to three years of opportunity before, you know, a team decides to bench them. But I say kudos to Robert Solid, right? He understands that he has 52 other people to think about on that team. They have a playoff slash championship defense, the way they get after people. And when you have a defense playing at that type of level, you can't waste them on a year when you're trying to bring a, a, along a young quarterback. Now, granted, 
does this hurt in his growth? Maybe, but Zach Wilson just wasn't doing the simple things right. The simple check downs, his footwork was all over the place. Um, Turning the ball over, you know, versus, you know, the New England Patriots that first game on simple throwaways, guys, things that you cannot do. And then in the second game, it was worse because it was like he was gun shy. He just refused to throw the football and was taking unwarranted sacks. So Mike White comes in and, of course, you know, he cooks against the Chicago Bears, but then he puts up 360 versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, granted, right, their, their pass defense is one of the worst in the NFL, but it was some of those big time throws that we saw Chris and Tass, like the fourth and 10 pass to Corey Davis with the game on the yeah. line on the end breaking yeah. route where the safe, the corner is literally on Corey Davis's back and he puts it where only Corey Davis can catch the football. So it's not an ideal thing for the Jets because you got a guy that you took number two, but shout out to the GM, you know, um, Joe Douglas and also head coach Robert Sala for making this move understanding what they have on their current roster. Yeah, and what's that mean going forward? I mean, they're not going to find – I mean, yeah. as long as Mike White plays well, he ain't going anywhere. Uh, Zach I, Wilson's yeah, you inactive. Said it yeah, I mean, so what that yeah. really hamstrings their ability to find out if Zach Wilson is the guy. Yeah, and I think going forward, I would not be surprised if Zach Wilson was inactive the rest of the year, to just be honest with you. Just because, like you said, Taz, how do you look at the 52 other guys in that locker room – when Mike White is averaging throwing over 300 a game. That's something they haven't had all year long, right? And with the defense that I just talked about, right, I believe they're top 10 in scoring defense. I believe they gave up just about 18.6 points uh, a game. And with this front four and how they're able to get after the quarterback and then those two dominant corners they have, like it's hard for a head coach to – you know, generally look at guys in the face and say, we're trying to do what's best for the organization. When you have a guy like Mike White that is producing at a high level and keeping you in games. And the thing was this last game versus Minnesota kind of taught us something about Mike White, right? Before with Zach Wilson, they were just not, they were scared to give him certain plays. Well, in that game versus Minnesota, they opened up the playbook for Mike White and he threw them back into that game because from once this season, this defense didn't play as well in the first half, right? They were down 23, Mike White got them back in the game. Now they have to be better in the red zone. Obviously you can't go one for six and only score one time, uh, score one touchdown in the red zone, expect to win games in the NFL. But Mike White was efficient with the football. He know where to go with the football. When that back foot hit, he let it go. So yes, it's a bind, but you also have to live in the now, right? I talked about that, Chris and Steve. Like if you have, if you feel like you have a a roster that's built for the playoffs, you got to look at those 52 other guys and be like, we're going to do what's best for the team right now. Yes, we have to worry about the future, but we got to do what's best for this team right now. Yeah. Um, Last week, the red zone was a problem on both sides of the ball. I mean, the Jets go one for six in the red zone on offense, and you know they get two cracks at it to win the football game at the end. They can't punch it in. And then uncharacteristically, the defense lets the Vikings go in three of three, um, is do we consider this a one-off or is this a troubling situation that's brewing here? I would say it's it's a one-off, right? It was on offense. We'll start with the offense first, guys. Uh, lack of execution in the red zone will kill you. Um, also, I think Michael Floor would like to have a few play calls back. If we're being honest, I mean the screen, the screenplay on one first down and then an end around or a speed sweep to Braxton Berrios. When uh, you know, Zonovan Knight was running with purpose. I think you should have gave him three cracks at that. And then maybe on fourth and one through the football, because again, he made Harrison Smith, who was a perennial Pro Bowl safety, miss in the hole when he was scot-free and he got back to the line of scrimmage. So I think it was a combination of some play calls that Mike LaFleur would like to have back and then just 
poor execution in the red zone on defense. Honestly, it seemed like the defense kind of slept walk through the first half. I don't know what it was. They just routinely bow up in the red zone and they didn't. Now, granted, you know, DJ Reed one-on-one with Justin Jefferson in the second half on that red zone opportunity. Justin Jefferson's going to make most corners, you know, look bad on one-on-one situation. It, it wasn't like he made DJ Reed look bad. He's just a superior receiver. I honestly think he should be in the MVP, MVP race and not just offensive player race this year for what he's done for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you guys know it firsthand. I mean, the, the game versus Minnesota, he was, re- I mean, versus you guys was ridiculous. I mean, I think he went over 180 that game, but, um, you know, the, the, the defense just didn't make the stops, right? I think there was some miscommunication on some and then, one cardinal sin we used to always say on defense, you can't let them run the football in, right? And the Jets allowed that in the first half. You can't allow somebody to run the football in on you. They, they, they you know, they shirt things up in the second half. They really nullified the run game. And besides that one drive where Justin Jefferson scored, the Minnesota Vikings do anything the second half. And I mean, you know, the Jets are the best fourth quarter team as far as point differential in the NFL. I think Minnesota was second. So if they had just started faster in that game, I believe that game would have turned out different for them. The last time these two teams played, I think the Jets put together their most complete effort of the season. I mean, Zach Will, I mean, they, he, he didn't throw it away. Didn't, he didn't do anything crazy and they played yeah. well enough to win. In fact, I was telling Brownie just before you came on of the three losses the Bills have, that's the one you got no excuse for. The, the Jets outplayed them. What can mm-hmm. the Jets take from that game into this one to help them here in Orchard Park? Yeah, I think they, they feel comfortable in who they are. They know they're a defensive-minded team that is going to come and play hard-nosed defense, right? That front four, right, they were a pain in Josh Allen's side that game. I believe five sacks that game and forced two interceptions, and it actually should have been three. Um, Jordan White had dropped another one later on in that third quarter. But, yeah. again, some of those plays, Josh Allen, you don't routinely see him make. Now, he's made a few of them this year. But going back to the last few years, he had he routinely hadn't made some of those. Like the Jordan Whitehead interception, that was mind-boggling. I mean, I thought he was trying to throw it over his head to Dawson Knox, but he literally threw it right to Jordan Whitehead. And then the other one to Sauce Garner, um, I didn't understand what he, what he saw on that play. Sauce, you know, sloughs off in zone coverage and gets an easy pick that hits him right in between the numbers. But this defense gets after you, right? And they got after Josh Allen pretty good that game. That was the game he actually hurt his elbow because Bryce Hoff, you know, beat Quisenberry across the edge when, uh, you know, Josh was in dropping back to throw the ball and, and he went for the ball and his elbow got hurt on that play. So this defensive line gets after people, right? And like, honestly, Sunday's game was the, the game that they didn't create as much pressure as they routinely do. And I thought they would with Christian Derisaw being out that game. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, my guy Deion Dawkins can go this week. Cause if not, I think the Jets like their situation with, you know, Spencer Brown and, and Quisenberry on the outside. What uh, can you tell us about Zonovan Knight? He gets the he gets the start last week, fifteen carries, ninety yards. As you said, he was running with purpose. Do you think he earns another start? Does he earn the lion's share of the load, or do they continue going committee approach here? I honestly think he deserves to start, right? And I love Michael Carter, but if you look at Michael Carter in his history, right, he's never been the number one back. He's always had to share the load. And if you hear Robert Sala, he's just so giddy about Bam Knight, right? He runs with purpose. He's that one-cut, get-downhill runner, and that's what you need in this Mike LaFleur slash Shanahan system, right? You can't be dancing in the backfield. And you see from these clips right here, right? He gets downhill fast and in a hurry. He There's no fair dodging in the backfield, and then he seeks out contact and runs through contacts, uh, contact, and he does a really good job catching the ball out of the backfield as well. So, honestly, the way that Robert Sala has talked about this kid, I would not be surprised if he got the start again versus Buffalo. 
And if and if he does, I mean, give us an idea of how much he can comment because Garrett Wilson certainly has emerged as being the guy. I mean, yep. they got everything they desired in him. Uh, certainly, is the number one guy going forward. How balanced does this offense need to be, and what can we expect to see? Run versus pass, Garrett Wilson, and and the running game. Well, it needs to be way more balanced than it was Sunday. I mean, Mike White threw the ball 57 times. Right. I guarantee that's that wasn't, you know, the intent going into that game versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you know, Bam Knight ran for over 90, but let's not forget one run he broke for like 45 yards. So the other runs, I believe, combined on his 13 carries, he averaged like 3.6 yards a carry. So they have to be a little bit better in the run game, and that starts up front with the offensive line. George Fent was able to come back last week. I mean, Max Mitchell started the game, but they inserted George Fent, I think, within the first quarter because Max Mitchell had some struggles early on in that game. So I think George Fent will start this week, and hopefully they can bring that continuity with that offensive line as far as that zone scheme. they got to be able to to run off the football. This is an athletic defensive line for the Buffalo Bills. And one thing they do is they rotate a lot of guys, just like the New York Jets do. So this will be something that the Jets are used to seeing on offense because they practice against our defensive line or the Jets defense line. And they, you know, constantly rotate guys, especially with Von Miller being out. You know, those guys are going to definitely rotate a lot of guys. Uh, you know, Epineza has a sack last week. I thought it was big for him. Greg Rousseau came back from his injury last week. Ed Oliver, two weeks ago, was the defensive player of the week in the AFC. So it's going to be a tall task for this offensive line. And, and and make no mistakes, I think Dwayne Brown, being the wily veteran that he is, came out this week and said, we have to have our most complete game and we have to play mistake-free football if we want to win this game. I think it's going to be a very different game for a multitude of reasons, but I think because of the personnel that are actually healthy enough to play in this thing. You mentioned George Fan. You know, Bam Knight is a factor now. Corey Davis didn't play in the last game for the Jets. You have Mike yeah. White, a quarterback. And then for the Bills, their defense is miles healthier than they were back in Week 9 when yeah. Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White, and Matt Milano weren't on the field. All three of those guys are going to be in the lineup on Sunday. It's going to be a lot different for Mike White. Yeah, and, and we talked about this starting the show or starting the second hour of the show, right? He gets to exercise some of those demons. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Bills are, what, 8-0 and when Jordan Poyer plays this year? Yes. So, you know, things are in their favor. That lets you know what type of player Jordan Poyer is and what he means to not only this defense, this team, right? He's that rock-solid safety in the back, perennial pro bowler, one of the best safeties in the league. I love Jordan. I've, I trained with him down here in Miami for many years. So he's, he's just an amazing dude and an amazing player. And Matt Milano, and I mean, and you talked about Matt Milano, but Trey, uh, Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the way he played last week, fellas, you could tell he was pissed off being home and hurt because literally I, I felt like for the first 20 plays of that game, he was around the ball carrier. Like he played with his hair on fire last week. And with him and Matt Milano, one might dare to say that's the best linebacking crew in the NFL when both of those guys are actually healthy and on the field. And yeah. Tredavious White is working his way back as well. So you're right, Chris. This will be a different different game because I I think both sides are more healthier than yeah. they were the first time they played. What about that? Besides, the way, you know, Von Miller and right. the, so potentially if Deion Dawkins can go. Right. What, give us an idea of what the Jets' plan was and why they were able to hold Josh Allen at bay the last time these two teams played. Yeah, they just put – they put it on the front four. And and that's that's been the bread and butter of this team, right? If you go and look at Robert Sala's lineage and when he was at Seattle and when he was at San Francisco, right? He always wanted to have a front four and then he wanted to have two shutdown corners. Well, they got that with the New York Jets. So like 
when you can rush four and keep the safeties over the top or maybe even bracket a you know a Stefan Diggs with one of the safeties and have one safety free in the middle of the field it makes it a lot easier for your defense right because you already know what you're doing now they don't mind putting those two corners on the island we saw that last week DJ Reed was lined up with Justin Jefferson a few times in one-on-one situations it'll be interesting to see right the chess match that's going to happen will Ken Dorsey move you know digs around and put him more in the slot this time around to, to be up on Michael Carter another thing uh, the Jets most likely won't probably have Michael Carter he got banged up in last week's game and had to come out tried to go back into the game was limping around didn't look good they pulled him out of the game so that'll be a matchup to watch Brandon Eccles most likely slides into that slot area does Ken Dorsey try to take advantage of that because he's had some struggles when Michael Carter has been hurt in that slot area so I would not be surprised to see them motioning Stefan Diggs putting him in that slot to take advantage of that situation but but you know bear no bags of uh, bones about it. Like Robert Sala trusts these corners. He will put them in man coverage. And sometimes he'll have those two safeties over the top to keep it in two man. But those two guys on the outside, he he's comfortable with putting them in man coverage. Right. Leger, thanks for all the insight. We appreciate it. Uh, as we always uh, do every year, we kind of hit you up for the Jets. So thanks for spelling it all out for us. Should be a good game on Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait to see it, guys. All right, thanks, that's Leger Doosable, analyst for CBS Sports, joining us here and Always has the 411 for us on the New York Jets as he covers that team each and every season. Um, I really think it's going to be a much different game than the one we saw in Week 9 for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, if Von Miller, we know Von Miller's not going to be part of the equation being on IR. Um, Deion Dawkins is still a question mark uh, as he's trying to get back from that ankle injury in time for Sunday's game. But I, I think defensively, the Bills' defense is going to be miles different from what the Jets saw the first time. And granted, it's going to be a different quarterback looking at the Bills' defense anyway in Mike White. But just think about that, Steve. No Tredavious White, no Jordan Poyer, no Matt Milano in the first matchup in Week 9. Those three guys are all going to be on the field on Sunday. That makes a huge difference. Yeah, Von Miller's not going to be there though, and and I, and this is going to be this is not going to be one of those games. I think where the Bills run off and leave this team. Their front is too good. I think it's going to be hard to score on them. My points are going to be in a premium. You're going to have to score when you get the chance. And I and I think one thing that you got to do too is get a turnover. You got to be on the positive side of the turnover. Uh, if you're even in the turnover margin, it's going to be a one score game at the end of it. I think just because of the quality of their defense and the depth they have. And he's right. Their corners will hold up um, if they give whoever's got Steph Diggs help. Uh, I think Gabe Davis is going to be put under a little pressure to, to win some one-on-ones. McKenzie will be under, put under some pressure to win some one-on-ones, and it'll be up to the running backs to maybe and, – and Dawson Knox to emerge maybe a little bit, which has – you know, a lot of people have been calling for Dawson Knox to do that. Yeah, and he hasn't yet. Jets are talking about having to start faster this week. They they got blitzed early right. in that game against the Vikings. They're down seventeen to three before they even blinked. Right. And yes, they climb into it at the end, but I, I got to believe the Bills can kind of go to school on some of the things that the Vikings did to be so successful early on in that game. Well, yeah, I, uh, yeah. And the, every team will. But I think there's also some things. You know, the Jets are good enough defensively to do some things. And I think, I think Ken Dorsey's going to be put to the test here. He's going to have to make some adjustments on the fly. I don't well, think, especially if Dawkins can't play. <clears throat> particularly, too, since you got to feel like the Jets are going to think, and maybe rightfully so, 
they're going to match up fine with the Bills' offensive line. And they, if they can get some single blockers on some matchups they like, Josh may be running around back there. Uh, the Jets are going to come in pretty confident on defense. And it's the other side of the ball. What the, what the Bills' defense can get done against their offense, I think is going to be the difference in the game. Yeah. We're going to take a break here, but when we come back, we've got some thoughts of yours on the tweet sheet. How many points do you think it's going to take and why to get a win over the Jets on Sunday? And we might have a little bit of time for some NFL true-false. All of that next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 